Um, Boys and girls and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. I nearly said the Jake Botel Sports Experience. Great podcast, that one. You can go and listen, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, my name is Jake, and I'm joined not only by the one and only Johnny Larkin, but I'm also joined by the one and only Sambo, the three musketeers back together, chaps. How are we? Good. Good. How are you? I, I feel complete. Wow. Now. That was unison. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy shit. Uh, that's good. I'm glad you're back. How, glad you're how back, are you? Sambo. I'm good. Good. I'm good. That's good. Does, I'm does, sitting... does StreamYard not have any video filters? Filter? Ah, uh, I don't think so. Damn. Well, I don't know. Then there were, there were light. some... I'm trying, I'm trying to find something that makes me look a little less like a corpse sitting up in a headset it's like a really it's very it's like a hospital light yeah it's very bright i don't know it's interesting because uh there there was at one time weren't we cats in this or was that in zoom before we oh, left that zoom? might have been zoom ah there you go we were once cats uh once we're cats it's good the whole crew is back together the first pre-season game for the cats is in the book um, you can go and check out Johnny and I did an instant recap on that one. Um, so you should definitely go and check all that out. The season is fast approaching and Sambo is back on the roster. So this, the, the chaps are planning their premiership till we're a premiership winning podcast and we're looking to go back to back with another premiership winning season. And it's all coming together. Big show tonight. We've got to talk about welcome to the danger zone, captaincy announcement for the cats. Uh, we've got AFL men's stonks for 2023. Who are we buying stonks in? Who are we selling? Maybe we're selling. Normally we're not, but maybe there is some players who are selling. I might have one. Who knows? Um, we're also going to talk a little news, and that's where chaps i'd like to start injury news jack henry set for a stint on the old sidelines um this news broke when johnny and i were recording our match recap that jack henry had done a foot injury and they were thinking it might be the same one as last season and it sort of all made sense sambo i don't know if you got to watch the preseason game because we went oh sam de Koning's playing up forward in the second half and then suddenly it made sense once we heard about what had happened with jack henry so medium term injury now he's going to have to have surgery on it uh this feels like i don't know about you chaps i'm getting the impression of like multiple months of the season doesn't this get the the feeling with you know round eight round nine or something in that vicinity what are your sort of thoughts from this wouldn't be surprised if um it is round eight round nine or a bit longer you know the cats are pretty cautious when it comes to injuries to pretty key players so i don't think they're gonna want to rush him back in to the side 
And depending on the season, it might not need to really rush him back, depending on how well the cats are going and all that. Um, mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I don't think there's any reason to rush like anybody back in, like like we no. talked about previously. Like it's it's um the the cats are going to be cautious with with everybody um as as well they they should be and it worked out last year um got, got yeah. the luxury to be cautious with the uh, depth the cats have got now as well so it's not like a going into it going we need to be really cautious because we just can't risk these players getting injury later on like that's part of it but also they can be cautious because they've got the players that can fill in various roles quite easily mm. Sambo, I mean, your general thoughts on the injury, if you want, but was going to handball to you to, to welcome you back to the show um, with some thoughts on the selection stuff, because you didn't really get to give your thoughts. Um, you know, the, there was a number of players who played really well from Tanner Bruin, who did a lot of midfield minutes. Jack Bowes was on fire in the first half. Ollie Henry kicked four goals. Um, you know, there's lots of things to like. Um, so now you've got, we're going to the situation, no Hawkins in round one. That's, you know, pretty much confirmed. Uh, is confirmed. No Hawkins, possibly no Cameron, depending on what the situation is um, with his wife expecting their first baby. And now no Jack Henry, who had been training all off season to go up forward. Like, it feels like Radagalia is a lock to play down back, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, assuming that that means, uh, are you thinking DeConing goes up forward or one of the, or two of the new boys go up forward? Um, and we, well, that's a, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about, for some reason I've been going, oh, well, you know, Radagalia played down back in the, you know, in the preseason tournament, he's been training to be down back. I guess that is true. You could throw him up forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it depends. It depends on a lot of things. It does seem like it, it. I mean, the thing with Rat is we mostly know what, like the team mostly knows what to expect from him. You know what I mean? They've mm. seen a lot of what he can do, a lot of what he can do in the VFL. So they kind of know to varying, you know, albeit varying degrees of quality um, when it comes to match day, they know kind of what you get from him. So I think early in the season, there would be a benefit from putting some of those young guys in while while you don't have to, make a tough decision to rest anybody. There's already people out. Um, mm. So it does feel a little bit like they should chuck some of the new guys in, but also maybe give Rat a go up forward because he hasn't, he didn't necessarily play up that up there towards the end of the last season. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure you want to, you want to lose De Koning out of hand. I would say De Koning would start down back for the, sure. for the, for the opening of the game. And then seeing, you know, depending how the match goes and what position we're in, you might see them sort of loosen up a little bit and move some people forward. Um, like maybe give DeConing a, a stint up forward and then drop Big Rat back. But um, as John was sort of just saying about the the Henry injury, we're just spoiled for choice. We've got so much depth. It's the the luxury of just moving the magnets wherever we want them, really. So there's um, it's sort of it's sort of a pretty hard one to 
to call at this stage to know how they're going to start and how that match will unfold selection and position wise because we've also got, got so um, much to choose from. Yeah, other Henry as well, who's been training, played really well up forward. So mm. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Ollie round one up forward with Cameron if Cameron's there. Yeah, well, that's what, and that's yeah. sort of what I was, um, sort of like the younger guys, um, Henry uh, being the the operative one there to go up forward, yeah. probably. Um, and then maybe if Cameron's not there, maybe that's when Rat goes up. Maybe it's Henry and Rat and then DeConing down back. Um, and yeah, if we find ourselves in a commanding position at half time, three quarter time, maybe you see DeConing go up for a quarter or two. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, I, I don't know, for some reason, I think because I'm so used to Henry playing down back that, you know, just losing him, like, to me, I, I guess I've got these worries now of, like, you know, because, I, I mean, I had been thinking, you know, will he float forward against Collingwood because we've got no Hawkins in that first half of that first game and you just get used to him playing down back. But, yeah, the plan was to have him up forward. I guess I worry about the impact on Blixarves his ability to be free if you don't have Radagalia back there. Um, and some someone online said, um, well, you know, you've got players like Kola Jasny down back. And I guess that's true. Like Kola Jasny is a big player. He can play that, you know, third intercepting player, you know, alongside Stewart, alongside De Koning. But I don't, I've just got a feeling that like with Henry and Hawkins both out of the team, that they might want to bring in someone like Radaglia just as that an, another mm. tall because you normally go in with Deconing, Stewart, um, Hawkins, Cameron, Henry. Uh, you know, like there's normally like a, a whole heap of tall players. So you know, you're taking out two of your big marking um, key position players in Hawk and Henry. So I don't know. I've got a feeling that right. Rat's going to find his way in, but. It's a tough lineup to force your way into. If you think about the fact that grand final lineup, like you kind of go, it's easy. You know, you see Tanner Bruin and and, and Bose and stuff playing well, and you assume they're going to get in. But then you go, well, Selwood is the only one out of that grand final side who's kind of gone. And then you think Parfit was a Medi sub. So the assumption you would you would think is that that Parfit comes in for Selwood in, in, in a sense, but then you're trying to work out who else goes out, like who misses from that grand final side, obviously aside from Hawkins, who's injured. It's tough. Hawkins, Henry miss, possibly Jeremy mm. Cameron. It's also just going to say that um, we've also got Jack, Jack Bowes, who mm. also used to play a bit of defence at Suns. I think he used to play off half back. Yeah. And I um, I am aware, pretty much aware that the Cats are most likely going to try and play in, in the midfield, but it's also just another comfort to know that they've got this guy who's you know, obviously very skilled, very talented with black foot, very composed, that can play from that half-back area. So, yeah, I think, yeah, as I said earlier, the Cats are just sport choice. we got the, the Rat, can come in, play, who played really well in that defensive hit out against the Hawks, although mm. it is only a pre-season. It was only against the Hawks, and they didn't really have the firepower to really test the Cats. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Thursday. I think Thursday night against Brisbane will really show where mm. a few of these younger guys are at. 
I think there'll be a bit more fierce bit out. But yeah, I'm sort of saying I think the the cats are going to be pretty pretty all right on on all fronts to replace these players that are going to be out. Might have to try and get together to do a match recap of that Brisbane game. Um, Definitely. If possible. Um, you boys happy to move on here? No other thoughts to add here for the Henry yeah. thing? It's, it's just a bit of, bit of a bugger for him, you know, that's a second season in a row it's, with this foot injury, but, you know. It's, it's a shit way to start your year. Yeah, exactly. All right. So the next significant piece of news for the Cats. This has been... They've teased this all year, and then they they released it in a in a kind of a funny way. Nine o'clock on a Saturday night, they dropped that Patrick Dangerfield is going to be the captain uh, for the Cats. Tom Stewart will be his vice captain. Um, asked what his leadership style was going to be like, he said it was going to be a dictatorship. Um, I don't know if you saw that nice little clip there, which I like. saw that. Um, so. I an interesting one. We, we'd had a lot of chats about this and had theorized for a while on the pod. We thought Stuart was a no brainer. And I'm talking about like, you know, 12 to 18 months ago. And then probably, you know, you chaps probably talked to me around on the idea that maybe it, it wasn't a dead set lock for it to happen. You know, I wasn't convinced. Uh, and then in listening to you chaps sort of give your case, I kind of got where you're coming from. And I think the the move to make him vice captain probably speaks to a bit of that. Um, Sambo, I'll let you have first crack at this topic. What are your thoughts? Dangerfield as captain, Tommy Stewart as vice. Give it your honest feelings. Uh, I mean, I kind of, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I haven't. I feel like I've talked about it, my feelings on it. Uh, almost too much. Um, I think Dangerfield. <laughs> uh, Dangerfield is like makes a lot of sense. Like it, it does seem like the the really obvious choice. I can see why the players would choose it. I can see why the the you know the group and the the club as a whole would like it. Um, good on in terms of media. He's already sort of a superstar, and everyone acknowledges it. My personal pick would still have been to give the reins to. Uh, Tom Adkins, a younger guy, to sort of elevate someone with the, with the, uh, um, the the pillar of responsibility that is captaincy. That's just the way I tend to go. I tend to go. You've got leaders in the group who are already leaders, um, and mm. I like I like it when clubs give the captaincy to someone that that symbolizes the future, the the present and future of the club. Whereas it's pretty mm. hard to say that Dangerfield's going to be the future of the club in any way. But like. Yeah, that's just my personal preference. I mean, no, no way getting up here saying Dangerfield doesn't deserve the captaincy, and he's uh, shitting on him. It's just a personal, mm. personal preference on what the captaincy means and can and can be is not generally just to give it to an elder statesman that's kind of gonna mm. take the reins for a couple of years. I like to give it to someone that's gonna form their own dynasty in the way that Sal in the way you know similar to the way Selwood did. Obviously, no one's gonna be Selwood two but um, mm. I think, yeah, the fact that Selwood got to be captain at such a young age is one of the reasons why he's one of the great, if not the greatest captain of all time. Um, and Stuart to me was, as I said, the obvious choice maybe 18 months ago and just didn't necessarily feel that way to me now. And as much as I think there are captains and there are leaders, there's also vice captains. Vice captain isn't always the guy that will be the next captain. Some people are just 
vice captains. <laughs> you know, mm. they are the vice captain personality, and that kind of strikes me as Stuart a little bit. Like, I think he's the guy that is an on-field leader. He's an off-field leader, but he is someone that will probably support a captain um, better than he would possibly be a captain to his own right. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they're just giving it to Dangerfield until Stuart takes it next year or the year after. But I don't know. That's my general my general thoughts. It's good. It makes sense. Um, it was still my dream that they might give it to a, a, a younger guy. I I don't think... Um, I, I think you're onto something there with, with, you know, sometimes, you know, vice captain. Like, it's, it's a position in its own right that requires its own sort of personality. And I think... Mm. I probably started to notice more as you chaps had talked about it, that the whole thing seemed to weigh very heavily on Tommy Stewart. Like the more I thought about it, the more I started to go, I think this is one of those times where if you make Tommy Stewart captain, it is a thing that could weigh so heavily that it potentially impacts his on-field performance, that he feels like he's got to change the way he plays. Whereas Johnny, and I pivot to you for your thoughts here, I don't think it'll change the way Dangerfield plays one bit. I think Dangerfield is very settled with who he is, and I think you're going to get the exact same thing. The only difference is he's now the captain. What what, what are your sort of takes on it? Yeah, I've got a fairly very similar feeling to Sam as as well. It would have been good to see the younger guy Mm. possibly get it, but completely understand why Dangerfield got it. He's been a champion of the club for a while. Pure class leader on and off the field, um, very similar to Salwood in that way. Is you know what you see on the field is completely different. What you see off it on the field is a beast and plays a game as hard mm. as anyone. But off it, super friendly guy. We'll talk to you. We'll do and just be welcoming and all that. So um, yeah, Johnny famously really... had dinner with Patrick Dangerfield yes, in Wangaratta. I, I don't know if you're aware, Sam, but. But oh, very know. nice evening. Yeah, <laughs> and it was very, yeah, very friendly, very, you know, eager to chat and whatnot. And mm. yeah, I think I think they've made a very good choice, and possibly like sort of similar way that they named wing captain. Maybe it's just that small stepping stone until someone a bit younger is possibly more ready. Because Tom, um, Tom Atkins may not have been felt like he was ready to following the footsteps of Selwood. And I think that mm. if that's the case, then that's perfectly valid. Who who would be ready but apart from someone who is a senior leader to go, well, we know that can't gonna can't emulate Selwood. We can't be Selwood. We can just continue on his regime into this new regime and continue on doing what Selwood put down and yeah, I think Dangerfield's the perfect candidate for that. And yeah, I don't think he's the leadership will affect him at all. If mm. anything, it may make him play a bit harder, may make him play better in certain games as being the captain going, if the team's not lifting well, I need to lift up and be the captain and keep that captain's goal and do those captain things. So it could have a positive effect on him. But yeah, I don't, I don't see it having a negative effect. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that like it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like I agree with you, lads. And Dangerfield already does so many of those media sort of commitments, 
and it just feels like he fits it very naturally sort of thing. It's it's a really natural fit. Um, yeah, I, I, but I think there's something to what you're saying too, Sambo, about like a younger leader. When you've already got, like you said, Dangerfield's going to lead regardless of whether he's a captain or not. Tommy Stewart's going to lead regardless of whether he's a captain or not. There is something about tapping one of the younger sort of rising members of the team, someone who's at the core. As you said, I think the words you use are important, like someone who represents the future, someone who represents the values, et cetera. Um, like I think about like in the cricket, Graham Smith for South Africa was named captain at an incredibly young age and was able to, so it was a bit of a baptism of fire, but was able to forge a different identity for South Africa because almost like he was young enough that he didn't, he didn't know enough to be fearful of different situations, um, you know, and I think you can look around other sports at, at young leaders who are put in positions. Um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I, I haven't given up hope that Atkins might be that next player, but maybe it is that question of last year was career best stuff. Can we get that multiple years in a row? Because I, I would say, as hard as it is to think about, um, I, like I, I don't see him as a fringe player at his best. However, we've only seen one season really of him locking himself into the team, and that was the last season. So it is. It, it might be a good idea because you know. If you start this year and, and your form's a little bit off or whatever, you're struggling to find your place now that there's these other players in the team, like struggling to learn your role, it's different to be just another player in the squad who's having a little bit of an early season struggle as opposed to being a young captain after Selwood where suddenly the headlines are, is captaincy too much for Tom Atkins as he struggles to recapture? Like It could just be good, I think, to let Danger and Stuart as a combo take take this first crack at the post Selwood era and let the others kind of find their feet again. Um, yeah. Uh, any further thoughts on this, gents, or will we move on? Uh, let's move on. Not really. We we could go round in round and round circles. <laughs> oh well, one thing. Did you think? Did you ever think Blixarves was a was a realistic candidate? Because I saw a lot of people on Twitter going, I, "I'm pretty sure it's going to be Blixarves." I Not, never really, really saw him I, in that mold. I, I I mean, I don't. It's it's all hard because this is all projecting what they're like behind behind closed doors. Because we see them on the True. field and we see them in the media, but we don't really see what he never struck me as an out and out leader. But I don't see him in the club rooms, you know. So maybe he is. Um, maybe other people. But the other thing is, he already wears so many hats. Like he's like. Yeah. I don't think he needs another hat. I don't think he all needs to be all those things and also the captain or and also the vice captain. Um, and, and you know, keeper. when a player is a captain, you might be less inclined to use them as a utility to go, hey, yeah, abandon everything we talked about post game, and we're going to plan, you know, F. Mm. <laughs> and you've got to be, yeah. you've got to be just tagging this. Like it kind of could take you out of the game a little bit. Like I think it's kind of important as a captain to be a a player that the team knows where you are, like um, mm. not obviously, <laughs> obviously mentally and emotionally and mentality wise, <laughs> but I, I do, I mean, literally like physically, geographically, yeah. 
where you are, yeah. where to look for to you for, which is which was what Selwood was. And that's that's why it mm. goes back to again, it's always a midfielder for me. My preference is always a midfielder as the captain. It just makes it just fits in my little <laughs> box <laughs> in my head that I yeah, have for what a, what a captain is. It is tough when you yeah, when we've only seen what I've only seen three captains for the whole entire time following the cats and all two of them have been midfielders and one's been a half back and the one I saw the most was Selwood in the centre. So yeah. And that I agree. is that is what still probably that's kind of elusive why it's it's probably feels odd to me with Dangerfield being named captain. Because how many seasons do you guys think he has, Max? Uh, I know two. he's got two more. Um, but like in two. him, in him. In oh, him. yeah. Like, I, I think be, Max too. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he pushes for a third. But I can't. It depends. It all depends how well this year goes. And it depends on that. But it also like it's also hard because like he he's not Tomahawk in terms of what he does. <laughs> like it's pretty hard to do what he does for all, yeah. for an extended period of time. Um, and that is I guess odd because like you say, John. Yeah all of our captains have been captains for a fair while that we've seen. Um, except Ling was the shortest, I guess, wasn't he? When was he? How yeah, long one was he? Captain? He was just, just one, one year. year. But, but then there was the two either side of him that was sort of yeah. dynast- more like dynasties. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I guess. It also depends, I think. Sorry, I know we're going to move on. Um, no, that's right. We talked about the whole, you know, after the grand final, we were in that, that Thanos mentality. They're sort of like... Mm we're at peace and all that kind of stuff. And I think I'm still a little bit there in terms of it's quite surprising for me to see them run out. You know, I didn't watch the full practice match, but I saw some highlights and, you know, and it's almost shocking to me to see how similar the team is Mm. Yeah, to last year because it felt like such an ending and you go, oh, wait, this Mm. is is pretty much just the (laughs) the same team going out again. Like, so so in in my mind, it's almost like Atkins makes more sense because it feels like a rebirth. It feels yeah. like this new thing mm. going forward, but I don't think uh, we're obviously really not there yet. We won and Selwood retired and all that stuff, but it's it's largely the same group, the same game plan. You would imagine the same strategies, like it's got to be pretty plans. similar going just... forwards. Very Danger feels man. younger than I thought. He's only yeah. thirty three this year. Okay, yeah. I actually thought he was thirty four. Uh, uh, yeah, he could. Yeah, yeah. me too. Push. I'd say two, possibly pushing for a third year, depending, obviously, on him himself mentally, his body, mm. and the injury all the thing other is Yeah, but knowing the cats, they can manage him pretty well, and Tom Stewart's going to be a fine prop, leader. Prop him up and Dangerfield's s- up there, sending yeah. out there in his, in his yeah. Zimmer frame. Exactly, that's right. All right. Let's move on, chaps. Uh, we're going to get into some stonks. We're going to go to the stonks office, the, the trading floor, um, work those phones, um, give the people some some good information. But wanted to just take a little pause here to thank our patrons who subscribe to the channel here. Your uh, five-ish Aussie dollars a month, $3.50 US. I say it every fucking time. Love to be able to change the currency on it, but it's it's tricky so it's it's five-ish australian dollars a month depending on the exchange rate um so you get video versions of the shows and look we'll be honest come the season not everything's going to be freely available chaps like some episodes 
there's always going to be something every week. But, you know, I don't know. The previews might not be on there or the recaps might. I don't know. We'll probably keep the recap there. But if you want the game previews, I'm thinking that might be something that goes mm. on on the, the Patreon. We'll, we'll see. Definitely if we do live shows and stuff, mm. um, all that sort of thing. Definitely. And any bonus material. And look, even if you just enjoy the audio podcast and you're like, I don't need anything extra, but I'd love to support the chaps, would love for you to kick in the fiver. That'd be great. And Five if, bucks the, a month. if there is other things that you want, if you're already a pay- patron or you're thinking about signing up, please let us know things you'd yeah. like us to do, cover things you'd like to see from us. Uh, and we will do our best to, to meet you there. People, Definitely. a few people, we had a, we had a t-shirt conversation. I can't remember when that was. That feels like it was the last time you were on Sam. And um, there was a there was a, a a glancing comment from me about John lifting his shirt up and exposing his hairy nipples, and I think oh. there was some there was some clamoring on on, on influx Twitter to Patreon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. People people were swarming the Patreon, looking they for uh, yeah, looking for some shots of John's hairy nips. Um, so yeah, please let us know if there's something else um, that you want to see um, just on the Patreon. <laughs> oh, John, tantalizing. Um, and I just wanted to also <laughs> just take this moment to say I've already put a tweet on about it, so I won't you know go massively into it. But you guys might have had something you wanted to add in the space. Um, but just that we've hit a big milestone for us, which was we're now averaging over a hundred listeners per episode all time across the history of the podcast. We've had nearly 15,000 listens all time. We said probably 12 months ago, we're driving to Beechworth for for a catch up. And we said, I'd be great to get to a hundred. That'd be a milestone we'd love to hit. And we've now hit it um you know probably six seven months on it's massive we started out with like 15 to 20 per episode um two years ago maximum yeah maximum um sometimes so to now be averaging over 100 all time is massive so thank you to everyone who's listened and supported and you know, given feedback on Twitter and five-star ratings and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I just wanted to give you guys a quick minute here if you wanted to say anything to the listeners. Um, and if not, that's just fine. We'll nuts. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> legends. I found a little something something at a uh, bookshop that may be given away for the being so good. What did you what did you <laughs> what did you find, John? Uh, Did I have to edit that out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is what they listen to us for. Is it, I think that's our first. I think that's our first one, actually. It's the first time. So, dro- yeah, John's dropped yep, that. Yeah, that one. Done. Like, oh, that to celebrate. Anything else? John drops the John big drops. kahuna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that just shows how important all our listeners are to us. That's when right. we reach a hundred. That word was dropped. <sighs> We we were getting uh, <laughs> no listeners. special enough that we give Jake extra editing work after the podcast. <laughs> thirty one. I'm going to listen. Thirty one twenty two. I reckon if you go to that timestamp, it'll Cheers. be about there. Jake. <laughs> 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 all right. So yeah, no. Thank you to everyone for listening um, and watching and subscribing and all that sort of stuff. It's awesome. And hey, here's to getting to two hundred 
and beyond. All right, let's move into the next part of the show, and that is the stonk floor. We're looking at 2023 AFL men's stonks. To give people a little bit of an idea of how this particular um, segment works, Uh, we go to the stonks floor. You tricked me there with that noise. I did not know. Is that a different? Is that? A, I mean, it's not a sound drop. Is this a different office we're no. in right now? That we, yeah, so I was like, same office. Same, same office. I think my desk's facing a different way. I feel like the <laughs> yeah. sound's slightly different. It's a bit uh, of a rearrange. We, I feel like Jeff was on the company, that side of me last time. The company Karen did so well side. from Stonks last year that w- that mm-hmm. we were able to afford a little bit of a refurb. So wow, so um, much space here. Yeah. So much more space for doing lines. So much room for activities. <laughs> I just got to use it. You mean line dancing? Uh, yes. You mean line dancing? My, one, my, oh, no, my, only, oh, my no. only experience with actual uh, stocks is the Wolf of Wall Street. So <laughs> I think that's what happens, right? Just pink slips. Jack Univan too. Um, so oh, yeah. let's get into... <laughs> so the, the, the basic way this works is that we... We're basically giving you, the fan, advice of where to invest your your energetic stonks this year, all right? You've only, we've all only got so much energy every season to really latch on to players. And so you've got to put your, your, your stonks' eggs in the right stonks' basket. Um, so, for instance, we'll nominate a player and we will pitch to you why it is a great time to buy stonks Maybe you've already got stonks and it's it's now a good time to hold. The market might be selling, but we're saying, no, hold on. And on the rare occasion, we might give you a stonk to say, hey, if you're holding on to some of that still, it might be a great time to sell. Just saying. Um, so, uh, Sambo, uh, new office, new digs. Uh, are you happy to lead us off this year uh, with with the stonk that you're you're feeling? Where's the vibes at? Um, well, I feel like going first, I feel like it's a bit weird because it just feels like this is a big love fest for this one player because I've already spoken about them. But, uh, if I'm going first, <laughs> it's will right. risk it anyway. So my, my pick would be to, if you've already got them, hold them. If you don't have them, buy them. Buy Stonks in Tom Atkins. I think, I think it's a bit of a no brainer this year. Like I think he had a breakout season last year, career high stats, but I don't think to the point yet where everyone's jumped on board. I think there's plenty of room here to pick pick stonks up in, in Tom Atkins cheap uh, and see a really good return. Because I don't think that that was a flash in the pan season. I personally think he's one, he's a player that's going to go from strength to strength. Um, and yeah, I think I think he's surprisingly undervalued at the moment. I'm thinking you can pick up Tom Atkins stonk for a very, very bargain bin price uh, and see a fantastic return. So that's that's my uh, my two cents worth. Nice. I, um, I agree. Like it. Oh. Johnny agrees. Johnny, what have you got for us? What have you got? What's your first uh, recommendation on the Stonks floor? Because I agree with the Tom Atkins one. It's a no-brainer. My recommendation is very similar to Sam's in, um, on Tom Atkins, but it's going to be on SDK. Similar, had a Absolute breakout season in his first proper season. His stunks may be a little bit up there at the moment, 
possibly, but I think they'll still be a lot cheaper than a lot of the other players out there. So I would be buying them. Buying Tom Atkins is a. I'm um, sorry, Sander Koning is a classic. If you got them, hold them. Definitely, you definitely hold them. Get them last him. last year. Don't sell them now because they're just gonna keep yeah, going to keep going. They're 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 at a good spot at there where they where they are now. It's still cheap enough to buy a good amount, and then who knows in halfway through the season you could cash out big time on SDK stonks. I like it, John. I think it's. I mean, again, no, it's a no-brainer. Um, SDK proved himself to be an absolute blue chip stonk last year. So if there's still some available, if you're not on yet, get in now. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take us in a different direction. I'm gonna be a prick. I've got. Sometimes it's time to have a real talk. Sometimes, um, you know, you, you've you've had a stonk in the portfolio for a long time. You're very attached to it. You're very attached to it. It's provided great value over the course of the journey. Um, you start to get some vibes about it. Um, the stonk maybe has a few injuries here and there, and the stonk struggles to get back to uh, its its full its full um, potential. The stonk also exists, chaps. Let's face it: stonks don't exist in a vacuum. There's an environment around a stonk. You've got to consider. The, the social context of the stonk, the world changes. And sometimes the stonk does not change along with it. And that's why my advice, and I'm happy to be proved wrong, I would love to be proved wrong, is that it's time to sell the stonks, if you hold them, of Sam Menegola. I started to doubt last year, and he's been a player I've loved watching play, someone I've held stonks in for a long time. Um, but... Nothing last year convinced me that he was going to push into that grand final, that finals drive. And I know it's only a preseason game, but the same sort of stuff existed for me. Um, watching the preseason as watching Sam Menegola in 2022. I think he's a great teammate. I think he's a valuable part of the squad. But as far as being an every week man. starter, yeah. I think it's time. I think it's time to sell on Sam Menegola stonks, and I'm sorry if that upsets anyone. But I've got to be real with you. As your stonks advice man, as your stonks shaman, um, I've got to be real with the customer. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know if anyone's got any pushback, but yeah, sell them uh, Sam Menegola stonks. I agree. No, I'm good. Um, we go around again. Got yes. some time. Let's Does do anyone it. have a second stonk you'd like to offer? Yes. Um, Sambo? Johnny? Uh, Someone got uh, like... I've got a player that I want to discuss stonks in. Uh, and I could I okay. really didn't know which way to go, honestly. I flipped <laughs> I didn't know which way I was recommending people. Uh, which way I was bringing people. But I'm thinking I'm thinking this is a, a watch and and buy okay. the signs see right, and this mm. is this is a Mr. Jack Henry, because I think I think mm. there's part of me. Mm. My initial reaction was it's a sell, okay, because he's you know he's having he's having similar injuries, same injury, you know, like it's, there's a lot, there's some some somewhat worrying signs, I guess, and he's not gonna. It's gonna be pretty hard if he misses, you know, a good chunk of the year. It's gonna be pretty hard to have the kind of season that really makes a huge impact. But it was it was that gut instinct that made me think, no, you know what? This is the time to actually buy 
because I think that is the mm -hmm. reaction a lot of people are going to be ha having. I think people are going to be selling their stonks in yeah. Jack Henry at not at not at complete, you know, <laughs> bottom dollar, um, because I don't think anyone's abandoning that much, but selling at a price that is maybe much less than it's worth. So I think if you've got a bit of patience, I think it's time to, to buy in Jack Henry because I think a lot of people are going to be right. jumping off the Jack Henry train. And I think I think I'm still holding firm that he's going to come back firing on all cylinders. It may not even be the first half of this season. It may not even be <laughs> until the following season. You know, he might need a season of recovery and an off-season to get back to that form that he's been promising for, for quite some time now. Mm. But I, it is coming, so I think I think it's a it's a patient watch and buy from, on Jack Henry, in my opinion. I like it. And he's only twenty four, chaps. He's only, he's only twenty four. He's young, and it's possibly his, changing and role in the team. You know what I mean? He's trained all preseason as a, as, as a forward, is is what I had read. So yes, like but that's again, that's a lot of like that's a lot of. Um, all the information that makes me think that there's going to be some cheap stonks out there because a lot of people yeah. aren't going to know the full story. A lot of people aren't going to Definitely. know that, you know, that he's potentially changing roles. Maybe people know he has, he's changing roles, but haven't seen, you know, mm. all the signs of what he can, he can do up for because people are generally so used to him being Tom Stewart Jr. down, down back. So I, I feel like there's going to be some, some Ill in, Ill, misinformed people. Some uh, some mm. some doomsayers that are going to be getting rid of rid of stonks because all they see is injury again. Um, yeah. So I think, I think, and as I said, I was one of them at first. I was one of them, but I think that's a sign that you should actually buy if you can find them. Yeah, definitely. I think it'd be very yeah, sort of that you know panic mode of going. Oh, he's injured. He's going to be out for a while. Let's get rid of these. But I agree, Sam. Hold them or buy them if you can. Mm -hmm. Johnny, what do you got for us? Well, I'm going to go with a player that also had an absolutely outstanding season. Unfortunately, he fell to a hamstring injury. I'm going with Max Holmes. Now, his stonks may be a bit higher than mm. the ones we've talked about. If you can afford it, I reckon now is the perfect time to buy Max Holmes because I think, similar with Jack Henry, I think he would have lost a bit after that injury. You know, had it mm -hmm. a bit, going, how long is he going to be right next year? But after watching that preseason game and hearing about his preseason and where he's going to be playing, I think now he'd buy big on Max Holmes because he could skyrocket and you need to jump on that rocket before it's too late. Especially, like, with the way in which they were using him, like, that getting him lined up at center clearances and stuff and like i'm sure we've mentioned this on the pod like early in max Holmes' career of like there could be a bit of like patrick dangerfield in this player like an absolute jet out of the middle and that's what it was like like bursting through the center clearance you know with with the clearance and it was, i don't know i think there's lots of, of exciting things ahead yeah so, definitely as we were saying in his first, I think it was his first year when, yeah, his first year was saying if he just improves his kicking that little bit and he starts kicking his goals, he could be anything. Last year, he improved mm -hmm. his kicking. He started kicking them goals and he started kicking them from outside 50. And he's got another mm -hmm. preseason under his belt. So, yeah, definitely buy Max Holmes big time. 
before you miss that rocket because it's going to take off. I'll, 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 I'll stick with a positive for my second. And this is, this is sort of like a, a, a little bit speculative. This is a stonk that lots of people will definitely be, have been down on because this is a stonk that was almost traded out of the club. Um, and, and that's Asava Radagalia. And smart yeah. people, I think, will already be buying up on the Radagalia stonks. Um, because I think there's something to the Geelong Cats school of re, you know, positional rehabilitation. I, I think that Cats are going to be able to take players and, and sort of remould them where they want them to be. And I just think, Johnny, that you saw good signs in the preseason that Big Rat is starting to trust his ability to read the flight of the ball coming into the back 50. He's trusting his hands to clunk the mark. Like, there's still some stuff to work out, I think, with, with his distribution, uh, you know, in terms of his disposal and that. But the those key elements of being able to take those intercept marked, I think with there being opportunity in the back line, like I said, last year, the Cats played with Stewart, DeConing, and Henry a lot of the time. Like, they got heavy rotation. Jack Henry's out the first couple of months of the season. I know people will float other defenders for the Cats, but those other defenders didn't push past like either of those other guys there. So I just think they have different roles. I think Radagalia will get some significant game time. I can't guarantee it, though. I have to admit, it's not guaranteed. It's it's just one of those ones that if, if you've got the ability to add a little bit of Radagalia stonk to your portfolio, I would add it because... I think it could be it could be a boom or a bust. You might see him in a couple of games and it doesn't work out and Henry comes back and thereafter you don't see him again and he ends up traded out of the club. I could definitely see that. Or you see a season in which he gets two months solid crack at this, looks excellent, Jack Henry comes back in and mainly gets used as as either a swingman or or a forward more permanently a big marking forward um and and rat is a regular rotation um in the starting 22 down back i could really see either reality but the, the reward is high if you go with the the potential of the positive uh, anyone else got a quick one before we wrap it up here at the stonks hq just you know like speed uh, round yes yep i would Sell in Western Ooh. civilization after the evidence of Joffa being <laughs> yes, definitely acquitted. Yes, that would be uh, definitely. It's a pretty safe bet for my <laughs> for <from> that evidence. <laughs> um, for, yeah, what, for a number what, of what, angles. Yeah, that was sell, uh, sell, yeah, sell, sell, yeah. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. Yeah. You're not going to you're not going to get much. Get rid of that. Whatever you can get. Yeah, yeah. If you can't no, sell, absolutely you can earn that. Fuck. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, sell on Western civilization, um, yeah. particularly yeah. the justice system. Buy um, on our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I did blindsided me initially, but but, but definitely. <laughs> my God. Is it out of left field? I, yeah. <laughs> I think... I'm back. I, I, what do you say? Like... Well, could not believe it. Could not fucking believe it. Absolute 
rubbish. Um, and and like talk about selling on the Western civilization and the, the the AFL fucking boys club. Not just that. Add in the Alistair Clarkson comments, oh, which yes. I know, I which I know is different level, but it speaks to the same fucking bullshit culture of like. That was the biggest non-apology ever of like, you know, sorry I made someone feel that way, but ultimately I wasn't in the wrong. I'm going to stand up for my players and I stand up for injustice and blah, blah, blah. This amidst the rest of this other investigation. Oh, and we're going to bring in, is it Taron Thomas that they're bringing in from another club who's under scrutiny yeah, for some bit, other shit as well? So it's just and- like bit rich to try and stand on a fucking moral peg when you're undergoing a pretty intense investigation on other issues especially when I, say, I just, oh, justice 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 general manager of football says they need to have a talk with you about you know controlling your temper and watching what you say and then you come out and go i can't promise i'm not going to do it again so uh, do you I was, just hear I was what just... your gm said bullshit yeah, wanker. Frustrated. I just, I just, if and if not he says that, is, is how I would describe myself. If he says that, that he gets the temper easy. Like, I feel sorry for those players that have to deal with that. Oh, but there is, this is where well, this is where there'd be a whole whole section of the uh, the community to be like, oh, but I respect him for being honest. Like at least he's being honest. At least he's being upfront and like tells it how uh, it is. Yeah, tells it how it is. At least he, at least he tells him he's going to get in trouble again. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did you? Did, uh, I, you know, at least I guess you know, got to give a young coach like Alistair Clarkson, who's new to the game, the benefit of the doubt. Give him mm. time. You Clean know, record prior to this. You know. Yeah, that's first right. Event. First offense. I mean, there's no hole in um, the except the MCG they that he personally put there against that's Geelong right. after they lost again. Um. One last small stonk for me. Um, I did have one. Oh, th- th- that's what it was. Buy stonk if you haven't already got it on Brandon Parfit. I've seen so oh, many yes. people being like, I don't know if Parfit gets back in the team. Don't know if he gets back in the team. I'm like, the, the, the guy has been an absolute fucking engine room for that team the last few seasons. Buy the Brandon Parfit stonk. This isn't, this is. No brainer. Why would he not no get brainer. back in the team? Why would he do not? People, like, do people forget? I don't know that he's had injury issues throughout. People, the last people few do years forget, and none of none of the people people like forget that they've had injuries. They remember they've had injuries, and they hold that as a black mark against yeah. the name. It's just yeah. like the 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 Jack Henry thing at the moment, where people people will just forget. They'll forget the mark against Richmond. They forget all that yeah. shit because they're like, ah, oh, he missed nine games. Yeah, he didn't yeah. play for those nine games. What was he doing? You know, he was clearly so Gary shit. He didn't year. play. Um, yeah. yeah, do you so, really want Gary Rowan in the side? You know, and then he comes out and you know, fine final. Fucking, fucking what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm uh, Parfit. Stonks. Uh, definitely by Parfit. He's a beast. He's um, yeah, engine room of the cats and brings that pressure that the cats desperately need in that midfield. Absolutely. Uh, I'm happy to exit the stonks room as everyone everyone emptied yeah. the bag on stonk. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, good stuff, chaps, in the room of 
stonks. Um, good to go back there. Good to revisit. Hopefully, the listener has enjoyed good stonks advice. Um, and yeah, that's it. I think that's the friggin' episode, chaps. I think that is the episode. Um, all she wrote. Make sure that you get along and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. Though, look, honestly, um, I feel like some of those social media modes are sort of dying art forms. Not that they're ever really art forms, dying platforms. Um, Just go to Patreon. Yeah, go to the Patreon. There you go. Go to the Patreon. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and then subscribe to Patreon. Away you go. You're laughing. Um, you want to talk to us? Here's we'll our tro- phone numbers and home addresses. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. Just email Come addresses. Um, have a cup we of try and get together and do a, a recap. Are you working Thursday, yes. Sam, or, or is this a possibility? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Johnny and I might have to fly that one two-hander or something, maybe. Um, uh, it would be a late one because the game starts at 8 o'clock. So it's always <laughs> just Friday. Maybe we'll have to do that. Also, work Friday. <laughs> Looks like I'm that's really, a two-hander. Another two-hander. <laughs> uh, nah, that two-hander. That's right. Do you work during um, the day? I'm, I'm, I'm on some time off. Oh, Johnny's a lot of a, leisure. Uh, not leisure. specifically, not necessarily. I may not work during the day. This is scintillating stuff as we go yeah. our schedule. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, oh, actually, I'm, uh, I've got an appointment on that. <laughs> uh, I've got to water the grass as well. Um, that's, I forgot about that. We can't do Friday because I'm, I'm watering the front lawn. Uh, <laughs> Until next time. Go Cats! And water that front yard. Go to Cats. I don't know why the music's still playing, but it is. Catch you later. I thought you were going to say shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up.